So I know I talk about video games a lot, but the, I don't do anything else. You know, I don't go anywhere, <laughs> so I just do video games. Um, and uh, my husband and I have been playing Minecraft. Have you have you ever played Minecraft? No, I've no, I thought that was for kids. I mean, it's for adults too. You just build stuff. It's like Legos, sort of. Um, and you just like you build things. Like we built a house, we built a farm, we have like animals and crops. But also, there's like villagers, and so you can like use the villagers to to automate things for you, and you have to enslave them, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I think I'm becoming a Republican because I'm like, these fucking... So you basically assign them a job and you do that by giving them, like, a block that's, like, a thing that they could do, like, a barrel makes them them a fisherman and, like, uh, a stone-cutting thing makes them a stone-cutter. Wait, a barrel barrel makes them a fisherman? Yeah, it just makes them a fisherman. Like, shoot, they shoot fish in a barrel? Like, how the fuck does that work? I I fish. I'm a fisher person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically then they, they don't have a sex they're just gender gender neutral so what you do is like you trade with them and to get to get them to level up you enslave them so you basically <laughs> trap them in like a small uh like area and you give them a bed and you put their little job station in front of them and then you you like wall them in there and i think i'm becoming a republican because these motherfuckers won't take the jobs and they just stand around and they go that's the sound they make so they just stand around i'm like what's wrong with you lazy assholes why won't you get a job um so i'm really annoyed with the villagers in my game right now villagers if you're listening i support (laughs) your seizing the means of production they're not though that's the problem they're not they're not doing anything i'm like god these idiots why won't they work i don't feel so bad about enslaving them though because they're i think they're white (laughs) it feels like you know okay they deserve this little tit for tat yeah a little tit for tat um yeah so that's i've just been playing minecraft and i don't know call of duty that's it my my kids have discovered video games what did you get them a system no, fuck that. On wait uh, on their computer. Yeah, on, on you know, there's you can download shitty little eight bit games on the Roku. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the kids figured it out because they could read now. That was my first mistake. Whoops! You need yeah. to lock them up and give them a job and enslave them, <laughs> so they can't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> so make things for you. These kids are very useful. So, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Uh, so, I guess you know, if you listen to this show, that uh, the DNC convention is going on right now. Yes. And, big surprise, they nominated Joe Biden yesterday. Yeah. Officially. Whoa, what? Wow. Yeah. It's actually probably on right now. I didn't watch any of it live. I watched some clips, but... You know what part I enjoyed? I enjoyed the part where um, people come on and they say who they're nominating because the first person who was nominated was Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but you know they have to do that. That's like I know. the rules. They have to because he had so many delegates, so they have to say he's nominated. AOS, isn't that why? 
Yeah, they're, they're pledged delegates. Right. And AOC uh, got really mad because I guess NBC, like, tried to throw shade on her by being like, oh, can you believe she did this? And it's like, no, she had to. <laughs> she had to do it. She had to nominate Bernie. I mean, now, granted, I am into politics. I've watched the convention before. But, like, I'm seeing so many old-ass people, people in their 40s and 50s, who are like, she did what? Like, have you and have you never seen one of these broadcasts? I mean, probably not. I mean, if you haven't seen one, good for you. You probably have a fucking life. Right. Why would you watch this stuff willingly? <laughs> you know, it's pretty boring. I'm only watching it for the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that you can tell the streets what happened. Exactly. And to be truthful, I'm not watching all of it because no. we're at a point where there's like 10 hours of playoff basketball every day. That's insane. What what the hell? That is insane. It's just round the clock ba- a basketball. It's pretty good shit. Yeah. Oh god. I, like, it's a I'm nice not, distraction. Clearly not watching all of it. It is the only good distraction. That and drugs, of course. Right. Which I mean, who does drugs anymore? Not me. In it, um, in this economy. <laughs> come on. Uh, I watched. I watched some people. I only watched Michelle. I watched Bernie. I watched AOC, and I watched Kasich. Um, I thought her speech, Michelle Obama's speech, was great. It was great. I thought, though, the one takeaway that I really like hit me. I thought it was like incredibly depressing for her to just just like bluntly say, "Listen, the GOP is doing all the cheating we can, and we just have to vote harder." And it's like we've just accepted this. They're just going to cheat, and we just have to vote more. And it's just like, why are we just all accepting this? Because the Senate Republicans won't do anything about it. That's because the checks and balances don't work. So people have been raving about Michelle Obama's speech. Mm -hmm. And I am historically a Michelle Obama fan, Mm -hmm. but my tolerance for Michelle Obama is growing thin. And as such, the speech didn't really resonate with me. I mean, like, it was good. And if she went out there and she did Michelle Obama, she's good at doing Michelle Obama. She really is good at like appealing to people's emotions, I think. Right. Like she she has this grace, this Mm -hmm. presence. She's a good writer. Yeah, she's matronly. I mean, she just projects at the same time. Every time I see her, I can't shake the image of her snuggling up with George W. Bush. Uh, Yeah. And. Honestly, I think Michelle Obama, more than any single human being, is responsible for the rehabilitation of George Bush's image. And I can't clap to that shit. No, I don't. For sure. Yeah, I don't. (sighs) On the one hand, you go, okay, they have a shared experience that very, very few people have. Right? They got to drop drones with the PlayStation? (laughs) (laughs) Yelp. But at the same time... You don't have to hug him. You really don't. You don't have to go all out and hug him. That is not necessary. Yeah, I... Like, sharing butterscotch and shit. I don't... Jason, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I can't... These people who are in power, they don't... They don't give a fuck about anybody. They really don't. They have a little club. They are. They are. No, I was really impressed by earlier in the night, Bernie Sanders' speech. Yes, he gave a great speech. One of the only people to really actually talk policy and to use the word authoritarianism. And he said that multiple times. I was just like, 
yeah, he's like really laying it out. Um, although he did say one thing that made me laugh because he was like, he said about Joe Biden, he'll, he said he'll work with progressive, progressives, moderates, and yes, conservatives. And I was like, which ones, Bernie? Which ones is he going to work with and why? Like, come on. I mean, when is the last time conservatives really worked? Well, I mean, 2008? Worked period. Worked period. Yeah, um, 2008? Before then. Yeah. But I will say that Bernie's speech was so impassioned, it made me realize why so many people were behind him. I mean, aside from his policy, because mm-hmm. his policy is strong. Like, you support Bernie Sanders for his policy. But that was the first time I saw him as an engaging, charismatic figure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he always lacked a bit of. Mm-hmm. And I think if we had seen that Bernie Sanders on the campaign trail, we might be looking at a different nominee right now. Possibly. I mean... Maybe he has that thing where it's like when the stakes are really high, he can't pull that out of himself, you know? That's a thing that I think a lot of people on a stage struggle with. I mean, I know I had to overcome that when I was a comedian, like being able to relax and be myself. That takes a long time to be able to do. And I'm guessing when you're running for president, the stakes are so high that you're just like tense a little. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, but, like, Bernie's been doing this for, like, 85 years. Like, he should know. You take a beta blocker, you hit a little bit of an indica, it brings you down. You just don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. Beta blockers, they, they, they're all right. I, I took them to deal with my anxiety. They're okay. They just, they, they deal with the physical part of, of anxiety. They don't deal right. with the mental. But And that's but, what the indica's for. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, man. Imagine smoking a blunt with Bernie. Oh, you know Bernie has that good good. He better. He's from Vermont. (laughs) Come on. Um, I also watched uh, Kasich, and weird. Why did he start out with a drone above him? That was bizarre, I thought. Um, But then the one thing that he said, I'm not going to quote him, but like he was like reassuring us that Joe Biden will not be pushed to the left. Did you catch that? So I'm going to be fully honest here. I didn't watch cases. I'm not watching any of the Republicans. I will not watch them speak at the DNC because fuck them. I just wanted to see, I wanted to see what he had to say. And it was very much like, don't worry. He's not going to go to the left. Don't worry. And I was just like, ugh. Can you imagine someone at the RNC? Well, first of all, could you imagine any Democrat ever being invited to speak at the RNC? Wasn't Joe Lieberman? Oh, you know what? What did he? I yeah, feel maybe. like he did. That seems like 2000... some Joe Lieberman shit to do. I feel like he did. I don't. I could be wrong, but I feel like he did. Um, yeah. No, I mean. Oh, oh, it's so gross. I mean, who else are they invited? That's Christine Todd Whitman. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg Colin Whitman. Powell. Co- Colin Powell. Um, Cindy McCain was on last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Republican about, like, we're talking about the architects of forever war. The Iraq war, the Afghanistan war. These are the people we have coming in speaking mm-hmm. for the Democrats. It's, they've made a, a, a calculation that, I think we talked about this, the progressive vote is not going, they don't, can't rely on the progressive vote to come out. If they didn't come out to vote for Bernie, in the primary, 
they can't rely on the progressive vote to actually come out and vote for Biden. So they're making a, a calculated, you know, decision to go towards the center and towards moderates and towards ex-Republicans. Current Republicans. Current Republicans. I mean, why would you call yourself a Republican? Ba- it's, basically, it's Trump. White men who own vehicles that you can't legally ride on the street. <laughs> Like, you got an ATV, you got a snowmobile. Like, it's that demographic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe a boat. Absolutely. Can, can we digress? Like, how can I get boat money? I want a boat. <laughs> boat money's no joke. Boat? Boat? Eh, you can get, like, a... Uh, I feel like you can get, like, a, a a boat that you can pull, like, somebody on skis on. I can't... I don't, what is that called? A uh, motorboat? A motorboat? <laughs> I feel like you can get a motorboat for like 50 grand. Like 50 grand? That's a lot of goddamn money. It is. It is a lot of money. My car doesn't cost 50 grand. I know. It's I, I, I have a new car. This is not 50 grand. I mean, I know. I know. <sighs> Rich people. Jason, can I tell you? I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I sent you that video. I don't know if you watched it, but it was about, um, it was a video for the listeners based on the dictator's handbook. Um, it's a long one, very interesting, just about how, how power works. Um, but I just came away with the, the thought that like, oh, nothing is going to change unless people fuck shit up. That is literally the only way anything changes. I am, I am pro fucking shit up. I, I did not watch the video because I don't watch videos unless they're about boning. Oh, come on. No, no, Stop like the it. whole, the whole, like every media platform's pivot to video is just lost on me. I just want to read an article. I really don't watch videos. You should, you should watch it. it. It's 18 minutes, but it's, it's great. A- 18 U.S. minutes. <laughs> we sit down and watch a video. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's so good. It's called the Ruler's Handbook. Uh, the rule, Rules for Rulers, if you want to, guys, if you want to Google it. Rules for Rulers. This guy puts out really great videos um, that just like explain and break things down. It's just like. You're not going to change anything unless you're wealthy. You're you have to be a key to power, basically. So it's basically saying that if I do get boat money to not spend it on a boat to just like use that for power. Yep. So so that's like the bougie version of get get a get a passport instead of Jordans. Fuck that. I'm getting a boat. If I get boat money, I'm getting a boat. Well, you're never going to have power, but you will have a boat. (laughs) Because <laughs> so, like, I mean, you gotta weigh weigh the pros and the cons. Should we move on? Oh, we didn't talk about AOC. Yeah, no, let's talk, let's talk about AOC. AOC, everyone's favorite, except the DNC. Except giving her a minute, which she pushed to a minute and a half. Go AOC, run in the light. That's what we call it in in comedy when you blow the light. <laughs> you you blow the light. I I was not aware of that term. No, it makes sense. Yeah, because when you're on stage and basically the host or the people running the show, they put a light up and you, you as the comic can see the light and that says to you, you have one minute left. And if you don't get off stage in a minute, you've blown the light and you're an asshole. That's so it's like the rap, it's like the wrap it up box from Chappelle. It, it is the wrap it up box, but for comedians, yeah. You know, I reference the wrap it up box every day in my oh, home. I, ra- I do too. Wrap it up. Come on, wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, no, like my, my daughter, um, her name is The Girl. The Girl takes these excessively long showers. And we have uh, an Amazon Alexa in the bathroom. Uh-huh. 
So, so I'll just drop it. Her. I'll just drop in on it. I'll be like, wrap it up, B. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't she take a long shower? What's wrong with that? She don't pay for no goddamn water in this oh, right. house. That's true. That's true. That's true. Do you do you uh, go around your house turning lights off, muttering to yourself? No, no. My wife turns the lights off. I'm really bad at turning the lights out. Oh, okay. Because I, mean, I, I realize my husband does it. I can leave all the lights on for like 17 hours, and it's like 14 cents. I know. That's what I said. He yells at me when I leave the hall light on. I'm like, it was like a fraction of a penny. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's his thing. He just walks around and turns off lights behind me. I, I mean, I should I should care more because well, actually, no, my electricity is not from fossil fuel. I pay extra for the fucking renewable energy. I will run the light all I want. Fuck that. It's Good wind. For you. Good. For it's you. wind. It's solar. Good for you. So AOC, she's great. She's got the people behind her. I don't know why they don't like her because she's got the people. Because behind people her. behind her, exactly. <laughs> that's why. Uh, she's she's. Amazing. Can I give you a very problematic AOC take? Oh yes, come on. Don't I know I know where this is going, but go ahead, say it for the listeners. I love Alexandria Casio Cortez. Oh yeah, preface it with that. She is my favorite <laughs> member of Congress. And she should be the next Democratic nominee for president. Oh man. She, she'll be, Seriously. Can you imagine her as president? Holy shit. Oh I I would be so happy with that. I do not love her voice. I ah, find it somewhat no, grating. It's not. It's not. You need to stop with that. We've talked about this before. You have been conditioned to not like women's voices. Yeah, I, that's why I preface it by saying this is a problematic take. It is so problematic, and now it's on record. <laughs> hey, guys, no, just at, at him and let him know how problematic this is. It's that phrase refused. You know what? Just cancel me. I mean, still listen to the show, but cancel me in public life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's she has got a great voice. You it's, you don't that's wrong, Jason. You're wrong. I, I, I worry that that may hinder her in the future. But no. you know what? I will canvas what's, for what's, her. I will phone bag for her. I will fight people for her. What's wrong with her voice specifically? Oh, she's she's got an odd tone. I, I can't figure out what it is. It's something about the tone and the accent. And granted, like I'm sure, like I don't have a very good voice, and I have one of those accents that belies the fact that I spent part of my childhood in one place and another part of my childhood in another place. I had a southern mother in in northern cities, and and I've been spent way too much time around white people, so I understand what it's like to have a fucked up voice. But I'm You're not projecting. running for anything. You're projecting. You're projecting your self-hate onto her. <laughs> That's what it is. She has a great voice. You don't like it because it's a higher pitched. Yeah, and you just go, sure. I don't like a high pitched voice. It's it's conditioned th- by pop culture and media to tell you to not respect a woman's voice. I tell you what, I will do further self-examination. Because I'm a work in progress. I but right now, it, it, it's it's not sitting so well with me. Okay, well, I want to be on record as calling you out and saying you're wrong. And she's got a great voice. And she said a lot of good things. She's she said a lot of good policy things. She knows what this country needs. 
Yeah, she she is the best thing the Democrats have. I mean, the squad in general, all of these are amazing women. Anna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, mm-hmm. um, Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. The, the shit that those women put up with, mm-hmm. I can live with that. I, I got soft feelings. You know who I like who's not part of the squad? Katie Porter. I think she's pretty sharp. From California? Yo, Katie Porter is not with the shits. Katie Porter does not come to play. I, I like her. She does her. not. I am so looking forward to her grilling uh, Louis DeJoy. I, she's going to get him next week. I mean, nothing will happen. It, nothing will come from it. But she will get him. Is it Louis or Louis? I mean, I don't watch I don't, television news, so I've never heard his name spoken. Same, same. And I haven't heard it on NPR. They always just yeah, I don't, DeJoy. <laughs> so. I don't commute anymore, so I don't listen to NPR anymore. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna say both, and we're even if we figure it out, we're never we'll say it the wrong way because fuck that guy. Yeah, it, it's like white people intentionally mispronouncing Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. But I would not caping for Farrakhan here. Highly problematic. Mm-hmm. But gotta pronounce people's names correctly. I mean, except people, Louis DeJoy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, white people can get like Lord of the Rings names right, but they can't get. Regular people's names, right? White people can spell Mike Shashevsky. <laughs> I can't spell <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, so our next thing we want to talk about is the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Uh, that would be um, led by Mark Warner and Richard Burr. Um, that's a Democrat and a Republican. They just put out the fifth volume is a thousand pages on the Russian hoax. The Russian hoax. It's not a Russian hoax. It's not a hoax. It's basically what it came down to. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like forever ago that this was an issue. But once upon a time, there was this huge case about President Trump colluding with the Russians. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, he did that shit. Mostly it's Manafort. Yeah, it, it all comes down to Manafort. So basically, there's a couple of points. Manafort shared high-level information with Kalimnik, who is like categorized by, I guess, uh, the FBI. No, not the FBI. The entire U.S. intelligence right, community. Yes, as a like affiliated with the Russian intelligence services. And Kalimnik, yeah, they basically call him a Russian agent. Yeah, that's basically what they call him in the report. And he would share Trump campaign information with them. And that guy would share it with the oligarch. I don't know his name. Oleg, 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 Derpakovsky. Der- <laughs> See, I can't say it. Yo, nine out of ten Russian oligarchs are named Oleg. <laughs> Oleg. I, I've met a lot of Russians and a lot of people from the Russophone world. Mm-hmm. I've never met anybody named fucking Oleg. I guess because I, I've never met any rich people. You never met any oligarchs. Yeah, like you get some loot, then you become Oleg. Right. So Before that, you're just Vanya yeah. or some, some broke boy shit right. like that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know the left likes to say, they like to be like, it's a hoax too. Or they like to say... It's all because of Clinton. And it's like, guys, both things can be true. Both things can be true. Both Clinton could have done a shitty job 
and also the Russians helped Trump. Yeah, so so this guy, Konstantin Kalimnik, mm-hmm. is Ukrainian national, but I think he's ethnically Russian and he's certainly affiliated with Russian intelligence. Right. Manafort and Kalimnik, according to the report from the Senate Select Intelligence Committee. Bipartisan. Bipartisan. Right? Oh, that's the amazing thing about this report. Every single item in the report was voted on and approved by both Republicans and Democrats on the committee before it mm-hmm. went into the report. Mm-hmm. It's a, a matter of record that Manafort and Kalimnik spoke daily. Daily. Every, every day. day. You can't tell me Trump didn't know about that. Didn't know that he was sharing information with Kalimnik, who was then sharing it with Oleg, who was then sharing it with Putin. Oleg Deripaska. Deripaska. That's his name. Let's just call him the Derp. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Also, it found that Roger Stone um, basically uh, was told to find out what he could about WikiLeaks and uh, Clinton's emails. Right? That he was definitely in charge of that. Um, And it, it just lays out factually in a way that Robert Mueller was not willing to conclude. Collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign absolutely happened knowingly from both sides. Mm -hmm. And that um, basically Mueller did not pursue a lot of things. One, because he was stonewalled, but he kind of just dropped the ball. And also they say in this report, like, we were stonewalled. They would not let people testify. They would not give us paperwork. They would not tell us things. So there's a lot of black holes, you know, in their information. But they pieced enough together to say, yeah, there was definitely, at the very least, the Russians were helping Trump, and he knew it. And he was fine with it. I just read that. I sent you that link. Anytime anyone in his um, cabinet was trying to bring up Russian, anything with Russia, you know, helping or his campaign, he would become furious. This is after he was president. I mean, it's more than likely that the Trump organization has been laundering money for Russia for years. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. he No banks will lend, loan him money, and all of a sudden he had tons of cash on hand to buy cash, cash to buy a golf course. Like, come on. Only an idiot doesn't see this stuff. Doesn't matter because Senate Republicans are, are Republicans aren't going to carry out their constitutional duty. Mm. We can only hope that Biden wins and the Southern District of New York just jumps in Trump's ass because that's probably what's going to happen. Right, but I think that's going to be the thing that makes it like he won't leave. He knows the SDNY is going to get him. I mean, they just put out a report a week or two ago that said, hey, guess what? We're looking at more than just uh, Trump's, uh, what was it, his inauguration? Yeah, which, by the way, the whole inauguration story would have sunk any other administration. I mean, every, dude, there's so many things. That's the thing. They, they, they just hit us with so much stuff that we, he can't focus on one thing. <laughs> the, it, it, like, what he does in our... You know, 11 a.m. when he finally goes to work (laughs) at the White House. That one first hour, he would sink any administration. The shit he does. I mean, I don't know what to say, except that 
it's all true. <laughs> like, yeah, Clinton, everybody. Clinton, go ahead. Didn't um, didn't Michael Cohen's book sort of insinuate that the piss tape was real too? Is it? There out? was like there was talk about golden. No, it's not out yet, but there, there's been excerpts and people talked about it. They were talking about the the golden showers the other day. This report put compromat as like a possibility of being true. They put that in this report, which is pretty like they didn't say it was true. They just said there are allegations that it's true, and they put that in the report. I mean, like, I would think that we've gotten past kink shaming. Like, if I were the most powerful man in the world, and they were like, we got your piss tape, I was like, fine, whatever. That's right, yeah. I like piss. I mean... I mean, like, I mean, it's not 1986. Like, a piss tape can't sink you. Do you think that he... I don't think that Trump has any shame, though. I don't think that he does. He has no shame for the fact that he was raw dog and a porn star when his wife was recovering from giving birth. Like, that didn't shame him at all. So is he actually ashamed of a piss tape? I feel like he's not. I I think if he looks bad in the piss tape, because he's very vain. Mm, This is true. He's probably like, my hands and my mushroom penis. I don't want anybody to see my small hands and my mushroom penis. (laughs) I don't ever want to think about his penis. (laughs) That just made you. (sighs) Well. I'm sick of this family. I'm so sick of all of them. They are all the worst people, and Republicans are all the worst people. And if you still were, if you still support them, you are a terrible person. There's no getting around that. Let me say, I'm going to issue a challenge. By the way, I'm going to issue a challenge. Well, Baron Trump, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. come on here and play me one on one. Play you what? Have you seen Baron Trump? Yeah, he's Baron super, Trump's like super tall. He's like six seven. Yeah. Did, is he is he Trump's child? That's what I want to I mean, know. He looks like him. He does. I don't. Th- I, I don't think Barry Trump could guard me. All right. I I think I would drop forty on Barry Trump. I mean, you also have like a good twenty five years of playing basketball on him. He's like and a good like thirteen or something. <laughs> what are you talking? about? Yeah, but he's about? like he's like six seven. Barry Trump, if you're listening, come get these buckets. Do you have an asshole of the week? Mm, I kind of do, but it's going to make me kind of look like an asshole too. Oh, let's go for it. This is what I want. I told you about this. I got I got into a yelling match with uh, a grocery oh, yeah. store clerk because she was wearing her mask down. She was, didn't have it where she wasn't wearing it properly. And I was like, why aren't you wearing your mask properly? You come into contact with hundreds of people. And she was like... It was a whole thing. She was just like, I don't have to. And I'm like, yeah, you do. There's a state mandate. And then this woman behind me jumped in and she was like, she was wearing a mask. And she was like, well, there's actually a lot of research that shows that masks uh, can do do more harm. And I was like, there's no, no research. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. And she was like, and I actually called her an idiot. And she was like, well, I, if you watch the news, I was like, I don't watch Fox News. I'm not a moron. You know, the mask would do more harm if I shoved that bitch down your throat. Seriously. And then she got so mad that she walked off. She was like, I'm out of here. And then her manager came over and took over. And I was like, why isn't she wearing her mask? And she's like, 
I've tried over and over to get her to wear her mask the right way. She won't. And then the, the woman, I guess she quit. I don't know. She just up and left. And I was like, you're smart quitting your job over someone complaining about your mask. Like, way to go. I mean, in all fairness, I've quit jobs because the coworkers were ugly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I quit a job once. I was as a bartending job and I was training and I quit before the training session was over because the woman, this was in your old neighborhood in Brooklyn. The woman, in Fort Greene? Yeah. The woman who was training me was showing me how to, you know, break down the bar. And then she was telling me how to put cherries back in the jar. And she was being what, back, like out of people's drinks, back no, no, into no, the no, jar. No, from like the the like like the rack. That oh, you, from like the rack, yeah. But she was being very condescending to me about how to put cherries back in a jar, and I was like, "Do you think I'm a moron? I don't know how to put cherries back in the jar." I was like, "You know what? I, I don't need this job." <laughs> I left. I feel like that's just a health code violation. I mean, drop, drop the name of the bar. Just, oh, this just mouth I don't remember. No, I don't remember. I don't even remember. Dude, this is like twelve years ago. Um. I don't remember, but it's not a health code violation. You have to put the cherries back. I mean, you can also just put them in the fridge, but you don't leave them out. I th- you don't have to throw the cherries away after they've been out in the bar? No. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many olives and cherries and lemons and limes would get thrown away? No, you put them in the fridge. I'm writing my congressman okay. right now. Do it. Email him. So that's my asshole of the week, even though I was kind of an asshole. But I was, I was just... You know, I was fed up. I'm like walking around and I'm like, what you, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, and I said to the woman behind me, behind me, because she was just like, well, I, you know, I do watch Fox News. And I was like, this shit is never going to go away because of stupid idiots like you. <laughs> then I left. What do you think? Was I, was I the asshole? No, no, that, that's acceptable. I, I don't get into confrontations with people yeah. on the street. Because I like I take it straight to eleven. I do too. When I, <laughs> I told my husband, and he was like, "God, I'm so glad I was not there with you." <laughs> oh man, my wife is just like that. My wife, because I mean, my inclination is to be confrontational with these people. Me too. But she, but she is not. He is not either. And I'm like, like, like I'm not allowed to fight with the neighbors and shit. And it's just this one neighbor. I'm, I'm pointing at their house. You can't see me right now, but they know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> They've been trying to catch the hands for like seven years now. I mean, I just don't like when people try to push you around. I'm like, sorry, you're not going to push me around. All I'm saying is, once this divorce goes through... <laughs> Are you getting the house? <laughs> no, I, I'm just going to fuck people up. Ugh, God, right. you know, my husband was like please don't go viral. And I was like, nobody was filming me. I was like, but if I go viral, I will be a hero. Okay. People will be <laughs> clapping for me. So, all right. Not, not, not me. I'll be on Twitter. Like, <laughs> look at Amanda picking on the pores. <laughs> I know. Right. I Essential service workers. But she was so, I, I didn't start off nasty though. I was like, why aren't you wearing your mask the right way? She's like, I don't have to. She was, ugh. She wanted to leave that job. She didn't want to stay. I just gave her a reason. In all fairness, that job is shitty, and her employer was stealing from her, Mm -hmm. and I applaud her for quitting that job, but wear a fucking mask. Cover your nose. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm high risk, and you're you're interacting with hundreds of people a day. Come on. 
All right. Anyways, real quick before we go on, should we say that are we going to do the live thing? Do you think that'll be good? Yeah, we we've been um, you know, like we'll let the people give us some input. Amanda and I were talking about for the final night of the DNC, just like live chatting it on Instagram or some other platform. Our, our Yeet the Press account, probably. Yeah. yeah, so if you would like to hear us talk shit about yeah, we the just as it happens. Clown people. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a ton of followers on our Instagram, so follow us at Yeet the Press on our Instagram and add us and let us know on Twitter if you think we should do that. Or if it'll be a sad live stream with like three viewers. <laughs> That's what I don't want. I don't know. Yeah. Although we'll, there's we'll no there's no pressure then. That's true. I, I can really say the shit I want to say. <laughs> right. Um, follow us at Youth the Press, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, As always, our theme music, Two Cools, composed by Kevin McLeod, licensed through Creative Commons. Yeah. Social media is done by Dustin Lamar. Thanks, Dustin. Yep. And uh, until next time. See you next week. <laughs>